Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon, David. And welcome to the Encouragement Group, the group that we do each and every Friday because we know that weekends are tough. We know that there is a typical Monday to Friday grind that you guys go through. You get accustomed to the schedule, and we kind of have the ability to go and get through stuff. And then the weekends come, especially a holiday weekend like this, and then we start getting the feeling that we are better, we are weller, and we are ready. We didn't bring you here, gentlemen, to do some of the work. We didn't bring you here to do most of the work. We brought you here to do all of the work, to leave no stone unturned. Because you've tried it that way in the past. You've tried to just get by. You've tried to do just enough. You thought you can trick yourself into believing that if I do this amount of work but not all of the work, that somehow it's going to work out. And it hasn't. That's why many of you are here now. You have no bigger fans and no bigger cheerleaders than the staff and the friars here at St. Christopher's Inn. I can look each and every one of you guys in the eye and tell you and mean that you have what it takes not to just get clean but to stay sober. This encouragement group, what is encouragement? What is courage? Courage is the ability to act in the face of something difficult or scary. To act in the face of something difficult or scary. For most people, they would think the lifestyle of addiction is difficult and scary. But you guys got comfortable in the chaos. And difficult and scary means for you, living life on life's terms. Learning to live every day without the use of a chemical to escape, to cope, to feel good. To encourage is to put that courage in you. To give you that courage to deal with the things in life that are difficult and scary. And when I thought about what I wanted to talk with you guys about today, I did have an Independence Day theme. A little bit of a history lesson that ties in with a message of recovery. And it's about the battle of New York and recovery. Live to fight another day. And the story goes like this. And some of you guys may know your history better than me. But this is how it goes. The the British had just defeated the Americans in Boston and and moved their army into Long Island. The British had 20,000 troops to the Americans, 10,000. And we we lost Long Island. And the, uh, the, the Americans retreated to Brooklyn. How many from Brooklyn? Yeah, right? The Battle of... Isn't it amazing to think these battles fought so many years ago were fought right here, right? So the Americans, we were in Brooklyn and we were losing in Brooklyn and that's when Washington, George Washington came in. But what also happened was it started to rain and fog started setting in. And the British commander was advised to keep going. Keep pushing forward. We can take out the Americans now. But the commander didn't listen to his advice. On the other side, the Americans, we were losing. We had lost men. There were casualties. And also because of the rain, the heavy rain, we couldn't cook the food. So what Washington decided to do was to retreat from Brooklyn to Manhattan. Now, had the British commander listened to his advisors and pushed on, the war may have been lost. 
If it wasn't for the rain and it wasn't for Washington's decide, uh, decision to retreat, to live, to fight another day and retreat to Manhattan, the war may have been lost. But the next day, when the British came to find the Americans, they were gone. They lived to fight another day. Now where's the message here? And how does it relate to recovery? How does this battle of New York, this revolutionary war battle, relate to you today? Well, let's think about this. How many times in the throes of your addiction were you given advice? How many times even when you were in treatment, somebody gave you advice? How many people who loved and cared about you and watched you self-destruct right in front of their eyes gave you advice, pleaded for you, to do something different. Begged you to get help and you told them what? You told them, no thanks, I got this. Talk to the hands. We failed to heed that advice. Some of you guys fail to heed that advice right now. You have counselors that have nothing but your best interests at heart. They say, we want to see you go to a halfway house. We want to see you go to a sober house. We want to see you go to some sort of supportive living environment to maximize your ability not just to get clean, but to stay sober. To have a life worth living. And we get angry. We get angry. Why me? Why does that guy get to go to a home and outpatient and they're telling me i got to go to a halfway house? Are we heeding the advice of others today? We started giving pull-up slips, trying to help you guys pay more attention to what is, uh, what is healthy and unhealthy behavior. How do we respond to those? How do we respond to that advice that, hey, there's room for improvement? How do you respond to being confronted in group therapy? Do you say, thank you, that's an opportunity for me to learn and grow? Or would you say, screw you, who the hell are you to tell me? Today, do we put ourselves in a position to heed the advice of others? And what about this live to fight another day? What about this retreating? What about this concept of surrender? How many of you right now believe that the lifestyle you had led, you should be dead by now? Yeah, look at all those hands. That's like 80% of the hands that just went up. And yet, somehow, while your brothers, while your friends, while your family members are dying and overdosing at an alarming rate, here you are with the ability to live, to fight another day. What are you doing with that opportunity? Are you taking advantage of that opportunity? Do you recognize that hope and opportunity exists here today? Do you recognize that today could be the start of a new and different and better life, a life complete that is beyond your wildest dreams? And how do I know this to be so? Well, geez, nearly every week we have alumni come back to tell us it is so. I never thought it was possible, but we saw someone stand here and separate this morning and say when I came in, what was he called? A big baby. But the peace and the humility and the gratitude in the transformation, why? Because we start, to adhere, we start to heed the advice of others and we've given ourselves the opportunity to fight another day. You fought hard for that lifestyle of addiction. 
Nobody were better liars, cheaters, stealers, and manipulators than you. I had a client once who kept a lie book. He kept a book to keep track of all his lies. That's how hard he worked to hold on to that addiction. How about we put that energy into fighting another day for our recovery? Can I have a hallelujah? Hallelujah! Michael! Hey, fellas. I've done a little history lesson, maybe. We'll kind of follow up on this, uh, you know, Independence Day theme. You know, there's a lot of dissatisfaction with government. You know, you can hear people complaining about the government. They know they shouldn't do this and they shouldn't do that, and nobody agrees with things. But there's one element that the George Washington and company, the colonists, back in 1774, you know, when they were going through some stuff, they were being mistreated, they were being oppressed, they were being stripped of all their rights, they were being almost enslaved by the British. It was an oppressive government, and they had all their complaints for probably a few years, but there's one element that plants the seed of revolution where the people realize that, you know what, we have nothing left to lose. Let's turn and fight these people. We have nothing left to lose. Everything's been taken from us. What does that sound like? It sounds like your bottom, doesn't it? Huh? When I have nothing left to lose, the only thing I can do is turn and fight. Huh? So these bunch of farmers, this ragtag army with pitchforks and shovels, goes against the greatest army in the world at that time, the British Army, the Redcoats, huh? a world-renowned world military system. They go against this British Army and they beat them. Why? Because they had enough. They had enough of an oppressive, miserable lifestyle that was put upon them by a, a power outside of themselves. huh? Just like the drug does to us. Huh? Have you had enough? Have you had enough? Yeah. Are you ready to turn and fight this thing? Yeah. Are you, are you re do you have nothing left to lose? How many of you, when you came in here, what finally brought you on your knees into this place was the realization that we have nothing left to lose. Let me go get some help. Huh? That's what brought you here. The realization that you had nothing left to lose and the gift of desperation. Huh? The gift of desperation. I have nothing left to lose, and I need to, to, to do something about this. I can't take this anymore. I've had enough of this, huh? Just like these colonists. Just like these colonists back in 1774, 5, 6, you know, when all of this was going on. So, tap into that sense of desperation. Tap into that uh, feeling of nothing left to lose. So, turn and fight. Turn and fight this disease. It took everything from you. It oppressed you. It enslaved you. Don't let that happen anymore. You've had enough of that. Huh? You've had enough of that. Use this time that you're here to turn and fight this thing. And against all odds, against all odds, just like this ragtag army that they put together of farmers that didn't know anything about soldiering or fighting, huh? But they won. They won the battle because they put their hearts into it, because they believed in what they were doing, and because they had nothing left to lose. Win this fight. This is your fight now. It's your time. Win this fight. Thank you, Michael.
You know, it, um, you know, Michael is another part of what Michael said that you guys are all familiar with the answer, right? I have nothing left to lose, and I have what? Everything to gain. Everything to gain. When I have hit bottom, what is bottom? When I feel completely lost, like I've lost it all, like all hope is gone, and yet here I here I still am. I have nowhere to go but up. Finish this sentence for me. It was always darkest when? Before the dawn. Hitting bottom is that darkness. The dawn is what follows. This, gentlemen, is your dawn. So if you start leading your life today and take the ability to heed the advice of others, when you start realizing that, say, the staff and the friars aren't your enemy, and when you live to fight another day and you're really fighting, we find that this is a place where miracles happen. And at St. Christopher's Inn, we are fortunate to have miracles happen here every day. At this time, gentlemen, we ask that if you have experienced a miracle, if something that you never thought was possible actually happened we ask that you take a moment to come forward and to share that miracle you know it might not just be good to be able to share that you've experienced a miracle there might be somebody else in this room who maybe has one foot out the door and maybe the fact that you've experienced a miracle might help keep them stay there may be somebody listening into this podcast that might want to hear a miracle because they need to hear one today So we ask at this time, if you've experienced a miracle, would you be willing to come forward and share it now? Dead air is bad air. Come on up. Come, come. Yes. Basil H. Track 1. Just a couple of days ago, I got into an altercation with another um, brother, Christopher. And um, as a result of that, I um, thought that I was going to be discharged. And I woke up the next morning not knowing what was going to happen. And I um, put my hand up and said I felt like using. And the outpouring of support, like almost each and every one of these guys in here came up to me and said, yo, it's going to be all right, man. Don't do that. And people that I don't even speak to came up to me and encouraged me that whatever, whatever happens, I don't have to use. And I truly felt the parallel of one addict helping another that day. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. All right, William F. Track one. Uh, my miracle is is that uh, I got into, uh, I was doing unsubtle behavior here, and uh, I was brought up by my track members, and I spoke to a lot of brothers in the community that gave me a lot of support, and I honestly believe it's a miracle I'm still here at this time. So hopefully I can continue to stay here, which is a real miracle. Thank you. I appreciate it. Daniel T, track four. Uh, I've experienced a miracle over these last couple weeks. Uh, When I came here, I didn't want to change. I was unreceptive to feedback. And then I hit a bottom, another bottom, when I went to A and B and discharge. And a lot of people have given up on me, but uh, they gave me a chance to prove myself. And... Before the before Monday even came, I already started the work. You know, I tried to volunteer in the kitchen to make amends. I did the packets that I didn't do that I should have been done. 
And, uh, and I prayed. I really did. I went into spirituality, and I said, give me a chance. And these people did. So I'm very thankful for that. Thank you. I'm Jesus B, track five. Um, I think miracles in myself since I've been here. I think Christopher's. Um, you know, throughout other programs and being in jail, I always try to work on one aspect of like my recovery. And um, you know, I got the part of I need to surrender and I'm powerless over the drugs and alcohol. But I always thought that all I had to do was you know understand that and then worry about taking myself away from the people, places, and things. Um, I realized something this week that, you know, I, I could I could fight this addiction with more than anger and pain and weapons. You know, I can fight it with tools, the tools that I'm learning here. And, you know, once I built up these tools to a certain level, you know, even if I take myself out of these people, places, and things, you know, if these people, places, and things find me, I'll still be able to, you know, fight on. And, uh, you know, I... I at one point in time, once we get out of here and we get back to society and our families and the workplace, you know, um, we're going back into, like, so to speak, a red zone. And um, even though we're going back into the red zone and we got to confront the enemy, you know, we don't have to engage it in battle. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I see that miracle in myself, which I haven't seen for over 20 years of my life. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Alec L. Track 2. My miracle today is that uh, I'm able to feel, you know, before I came in here, I was always dead inside. I really didn't care about anybody but myself and money and my drugs. And uh, to me, the fact that, you know, I never thought I'd be able to be around 180 guys and not get into conflict and not experience some kind of confliction at all. And I can honestly say that, you know, I'm able to cry now, and I'm able to feel, and I'm not scared to feel, and I can say that I love everybody in this room, even if I don't talk to you, you know, just because I look at you, everybody in here is my brother, so. Thank you. Yeah. Glenn G, track two. Yeah, the, well, the miracle for me here is just after joining Smoking Cessation and, and having that obsession of cigarettes lifted that I've smoked since I was 16, I'm 27 now, and to to finally feel healthy enough to get on a to get on a treadmill and just start running and go for a mile and realize that you can keep going and then go even further and realize that you can keep going and to feel alive for the first time and healthy enough and and courageous enough to to take steps into a place of pain and uncomfortability and to realize that you're going to come out even better on the other side that's the miracle for me today so thank you I am track 2 my miracle is being off the drugs, like, and not having, like, a crutch as far as, like, methadone or suboxone, like, that's what I realized the past couple of weeks, you know, not having that crutch, because the past few years I've been trying to get off the drugs, and I always thought, like, how, I'm not going to do it, how am I going to do it, you know, I always self-medicated with, you know, the suboxone or the methadone, so to be sitting here, you know, like, not needing any of that, you know, the I feel like a crutch, methadone, suboxone is a miracle in itself for me. Thank you. Gentlemen, people need encouragement like plants need water. The ones who need it the most are the ones who get it the least. There are people here at St. Christopher's that have been placed in your path that have been sources of encouragement for you. People who have helped you maybe get through a rough group, a rough phone call, a rough letter home. At this time, we give you the opportunity to share with that person how their efforts have been helpful to you. 
So at this time, we ask that if there's someone in this room who's been that source of encouragement for you, that you come forward and recognize them now, um, keeping in mind two things. One, praise and encouragement are two different things. Praise has a tendency to stop at thank you. Encouragement lets the person know just how their efforts have been helpful to me. And I forgot the other one. <laughs> What's the other one, Michael? I'll remember it. Oh, oh, and we also ask, thank you. It's been a long time since I've been recording. We also ask you to focus on one or two people at most when giving words of encouragement because, you know, when we say, I want to thank the whole community, it loses some of its power. So if there's someone who's been a source of encouragement for you, would you be willing to come forward now and share it? Come, come. Yes. Sean R. Track 13. Um, yeah, I had a rough patch in my stay here. I've been self-sabotaging ever since I got my date when I wanted to leave, when I was leaving. And one of my track buddies, Gage, he's actually one of my best friends here. Um, you encourage, you encourage me to do good, man. Every time I do, I slip up. I'm on treatment agreement. You nudge me. You tell me don't do this, don't do that. And the other day when I brought up some stuff in small group and I got a little aggressive, you, you were the only one that was able to calm me down and get back to reality so I wouldn't explode and get kicked out of here. I know you, you worry about my treatment just as much as I worry about yours and we worry about each other's ourselves. And I really thank you for that. Great. Thank you. Hi, John P. Track 4. Um, honestly, like uh, Sam, uh, Samuel, excuse me, from Track 4 also, he's a... Uh, you know, if he's here, I think he might be in the kitchen right now. But uh, he's been a great source of encouragement to me uh, whenever I have a problem or a question um, or I'm just down having any sort of issue. He's always there to ask me if I'm okay, encourage me. And how does that help you? Just, I'm actually able to progress instead of just sink into isolation. Great. Um, Thank you. Be sure to tell him. I will. Um, the person I'd like to encourage, Jesus, stand up. Um, I know Jesus from a previous treatment center. I know you from a previous treatment center that we were at together. Um, there, you did probably less than zero work. Um, you were only worried about girls and what was going on on the outside. You were lying, and we all knew it. And here, since I've seen you here, I don't even recognize you, man. Like, you're a co-chair now. You're doing all this stuff that if you would have asked me a few months ago, I would have said absolutely not. And you encourage me, man, you know what I mean? Like, I just, every time I see, you know, I, I kind of look at you and see what you're doing, and I kind of try to mirror it a little bit because I truly believe that you're going to do great things. Thank you. Uh, John L. Track 7, I'd like to encourage uh, John H. Uh, John H., you, um, uh, my act of addiction, um, all the people who I thought were my friends, uh, I couldn't even, I couldn't talk to, you know, I couldn't tell them what, what was bothering me. And um, I've gotten, even this week a couple times that, you know, I, um, I wanted to give up and, and you were there just, you know, to listen and make me laugh. And, um, you know, it's really pushed me through times that, you know, I would have ordinarily used or given up or isolated so I want to thank you for that and uh, I encourage you to keep on you know being there for people because you're a great listener and good advice you give good advice Joshua C track 13 
Monday afternoon, I walked into small group, the um, screw you, who the hell are you to tell me guy David was talking about earlier. I walked out of that group more receptive to change than I've ever been in my whole life. This is encouragement. This is also a miracle because I've been hearing this for my whole life and I've never been willing. And you guys, as long as the rest of the track, but you guys especially, you really made an impact on me. Thank you. Good afternoon, David. Uh, Damien, Garrett, and Juan. Uh, you guys have been such a big help uh, with me since I've been here. I've I, I really struggled detoxing through heroin with no taper, and there were many days. Uh, Juan, stand up. There were many days that I wanted to leave, that I wanted to pull the bones out of my skin or rip the skin off my body, and you guys encouraged me really to stay. And Garrett, you know, um, I was buying a candy bar, and I forgot to grab it. You know, and you went and bought yourself a candy bar, and you went and pulled two candy bars out, and you didn't steal it. You know, and it just it just shows me that like we can change here. You know, it's the littlest things like David says sometimes that you know, not stealing a cookie out of the dining room, or just saying good morning to somebody, or just not taking that shirt that you see that's sitting on a bench upstairs that's not yours. You know, that makes the biggest difference in your sobriety. You know, so how it, it makes me feel, feel that, you know, since this is my second time here in two years, that I can change, you know. And um, I just, you know, you guys are an inspiration to me. Thank you very much. Uh, Richard S., Track 12. Uh, when I first got here, I was really worried that um, I wasn't going to be able to handle the pressure of having to change and do all these things. And then somebody on my track, Matthew, you know, they put you under a lot of pressure, you know. Every time I see you, you're writing reflective, you're doing this, you know. The counselor's coming in here telling you you got to do this or that. And through all of that, like, pressure bursts pipes, but it also makes diamonds. And, like, through all of that, man, you're just encouraging me that, you know, no matter what happens, you can get through it and stay sober. So, thank you. I don't know the gentleman's name right here. You know, that shows you the beauty of it because I don't even know his name. The morning that I had I Robert G, um, the morning I had the incident, I was very upset. He was giving me advice. You was giving me advice to calm down, like let's go to the chapel. He offered to go to the chapel with me and everything, and I didn't even know his name. And Michael M. C. Um, stand up. Works with me down in the laundry. Um, when I was waiting for the outcome of my situation. I still didn't know was I going to be discharged or not. And he was telling me, you. you was telling me, please have faith. You know, you're a good guy. Things is going to work out. And he just gave me an extra lift. You gave me an extra lift. <laughs> and I actually believed that everything was going to be all right after you gave me the words of encouragement. Thanks, both of y'all. Thank you. You guys get it? You guys get it? You, you know, sometimes we're so cynical. We look at the board and we look at the lectures and we look at all the stuff that we throw at you and you guys go, oh, that's just BS. That's not the real world. But guess what, guys? So many of you guys have been told throughout your life that you are worthless, that you are hopeless, that you are no good. You started to believe it yourselves that I am not worthy. I am not a good man worthy of love and respect. And we take just this short opportunity on a Friday to have you stand up. And what is it that they're telling you? That you are worth it. That you have 
value and worth in this world and you can make a positive and healthy and meaningful difference in somebody else's life. And you're doing it right here, right now. In a place where we are filled with 180 alcoholics, addicts, criminals, whatever. You're finding it here. It's possible. I'm going to shut this thing down now um, and uh, let you know that if you'd like more information about St. Christopher's Inn, you can find it on our website at uh, stchristophersinn.org. Until next time, we wish you peace, serenity, and... Surprise.